the PlayStation brand has been around for more than 25 years releasing video game hardware and software. In fact, it's now in the top 10 of the most recognizable brands in the world, alongside companies like Apple, Amazon, and Costco. And as I'm sure many of you watching right now will know, there's a lot of interesting facts and details relating to the PlayStation platforms. But for this, let's do a deeper dive on the company and those who work there. Here's 20 facts about Sony Interactive Entertainment. Back in February 2013 when the PlayStation 4 was revealed, Mark Cerny, the system architect, made his first big public appearance by being a part of the presentation. And while Mark has done a handful of public speaking in the past, this was going to be seen by a lot more people, and it turns out, Mark memorized his entire portion of the event. Uh, and when we arrived in New York, I, I said to him, how are you feeling about this? Are you doing okay? And his comment was, he said, oh, I can't work with telop. I just, I just can't work with, with a teleprompter. I said, well, how are you going to do it? And he said, well, I've just memorized it. And I sat there in rehearsals looking at the teleprompter, and sure enough, he had, word for word, just, just memorized the whole presentation, so. Well, I got better after the first presentation, I think. Uh, thank God. Despite Mark Cerny's 25-plus year history with PlayStation, he's never actually been considered an official employee. He's considered a contractor, and he has been the entire time consulting on games, working closely with Naughty Dog, Insomniac, directing his own titles, or leading the hardware programs. When the PS4 was initially revealed, Sony didn't actually show the hardware design, which then led to a lot of criticism online asking why they revealed a console without actually showing it. And this surprised everyone at the company, knowing that generations prior they always announced new hardware before showing what it actually looked like. SC and IBM have agreed to develop our cell processor-based workstation. The workstation will fully use the supercomputing performance of the cell processor. PlayStation's current head of indie games, Shuhei Yoshida, who at the time was the head of Worldwide Studios, was banned on Wii U. Twice. You can do on the you know, Wii U tablet and the post comment uh, for other people to see. So, um, but um, I was banned on the system twice. <laughs> and the first time, because I had put my Twitter account you know, at YOSP on my profile, and that was against their rule of uh, having the identifiable you know, ID. So that's fair enough. And the second time was when I wrote, I heart, I love PS. <laughs> and that they banned me again. <laughs> and, and said that you, know, you are not supposed to promote commercial product in Miiverse. Not too many know about Dr. Richard Marks, the former head of Sony's PlayStation Magic Lab, responsible for spearheading experimental technologies like the iToy, PlayStation Eye, PlayStation Move, and also PlayStation VR. Before joining the company in 1999, he attended Stanford University working on space robotics, and also had a summer internship at the Monterey Bay Aquarium helping to make underwater robots that could be used to map the ocean floor. Mark earned his doctorate in philosophy, aeronautics, and astronautics, after which he went into consulting for about a year and a half. After finding that unfulfilling, he joined Sony. And throughout his 19 years at the company, he didn't think he'd stay there that long. Despite the occasional interviews elsewhere, he stuck around knowing that PlayStation hardware was always going to evolve periodically, and that a company like Sony allowed him to see through the products he wanted to make. If you think you have this amazing idea and you just know that you're just going to implement this one thing and it's going to be amazing, that's not usually how it works if you've never done it before. So making as many different things as you can 
and discovering what feels good and what doesn't, the design of experiences in VR is, can be quite different than the design of regular traditional games. Remember the original ad campaign for Crash Bandicoot which had the guy in the big costume? Well, initially, Andrew House, the former president and CEO of Sony Interactive Entertainment but at the time wasn't marketing, he was nervous presenting that marketing idea to Mark Cerny because he felt he was too hard to read. But Mark ultimately signed off on it. Uh, I went down to uh, LA to pitch Mark on this idea for that this was the way that we were going to uh, bring his baby to market. And his reaction was? I think I liked it. Cautious approval. Is that right? <laughs> was the that certainly from it, the it uh, worked out pretty well, though. That, yeah. that ad was crazy. Yeah. Are you aware, Mr. Feldman, that Sony's PlayStation has more than 150 games? NHL Face Off 97, Jet Moto, Tobal Number One, Destruction Derby 2. I'm going to give you a personal demonstration. Get off my lawn, you freak. Cover that. That's okay. Many are familiar at this point with the tiny PlayStation buttons on the back of the DualSense or the inner shells of PS5, but that design was actually sketched out by hand by Sony's senior art director, Yuji Morisawa. There's 40,000 buttons total in the final print used. In Astro's Playroom, if you look inside the PSVR headset in the PlayStation Labo area, you can see above the viewfinder that the serial number is an easter egg for none other than Sony executive Shuhei Yoshida. Before the PS1 launch, the father of PlayStation, Ken Kudaragi, tried to throw a party for all the associated developers, but the game company said no. He recalled that the game companies responded saying, no, these people have no names. This was because back then, companies were afraid their employees would be poached by others if they were well known. During the development of the original PlayStation, before the company was called Sony Computer Entertainment, it was called the PS Preparation Office namely because Kuragi had ordered a Starblade cabinet from Namco to play, realizing this was the goal, real-time 3D. Crystal Dynamics was the first non-Japanese developer to ever work on the original PlayStation. The reason being, Mark Cerny worked there. He previously had just left working at Sega in Japan where he learned to read, write, and speak Japanese. When he moved back to the US to work at Crystal Dynamics, his connections in Japan led him to his first meeting with Sony. Since he could actually read and sign the contracts, that's how they secured a dev kit. Near the height of the PS1's popularity, media attention often put a spotlight on the Nintendo vs. Sony rivalry, though Ken Kuragi didn't feel this way at all where he said, and I quote, Mass media asked us who our competitor was, and they expected me to say Nintendo. However, I didn't think such a thing, and I didn't regard Nintendo as our competitor. So I answered, maybe it would be cell phones. And they didn't understand what I said then. It was not until iPhone was launched when they finally understood what I said. Funnily enough, this is indeed a similar sentiment felt today by current SIE president and CEO Jim Ryan, where he feels they compete for people's time against all other mediums and devices, and not strictly another platform holder. During one of the E3 expos in the 90s, Ken Kuragi had gone on a 45-minute tirade about Crash Bandicoot to Mark Cerny, saying that he didn't see it having a chance at succeeding. This nearly put Mark on the verge of tears, where he says, and I quote, Ken is a very intense person. Although, this might be a point of contention when it comes to recounts with Ken Kudaragi. While there are many stories regarding Kudaragi having outbursts or being a more outspoken person, the man himself says he's never been asked about any of this directly. That many urban legends are said over time and eventually accepted because he hasn't talked about it or denied anything. で、で、それを見てウィキペディアが 
僕は反論しないもんだからそれが事実になって MPA にも貼られるっていうね Just a few weeks before E3 2006, where Sony was going to show off PS3 games, features, and launch details, Shuhei Yoshida was informed that the controller would now have a motion sensor and that they'd need to put together a demo for E3. Yoshida was caught completely off guard, and that's how you saw very strange demos like Warhawk. For the PS4 physical product appearance, which was led by Tetsusumi, there were six finalized designs near the end. Andrew House had chosen two of them to be mocked up in person, so that he could keep them in his office for several days, spending enough time looking at each of them and then coming to the conclusion of which one would then be the PS4. Speaking of which, Mark Cerny, who led the system architecture, didn't actually give any input about the console's appearance. He didn't see it until everyone else did at E3 2013. Sean Layden, the former chairman of PlayStation's Worldwide Studios, joined Sony all the way back in 1987, where he was a communications assistant for one of the original co founders of Sony Corporation, Akio Morita. Back in 2013, prior to PS4 and Xbox One launching, there was a massive Twitter campaign called PS4NoDRM in the hopes that the company would not go down the same path as Microsoft, employing restrictive policies. Behind the scenes, Sony felt the best way to address it was to make last minute changes to their E3 show, where Andrew House mentioned in 2014, and I quote, I remember reading an article literally the weekend before E3 that was basically saying that this is the direction Microsoft was taking and that it was only a matter of time before Sony adopts the same approach. That sort of put me on the back foot, and I went and rewrote portions of my E3 presentation script that weekend, and we recrafted the presentation because there was now an onus on us not to be seen to be going down the same path. PlayStation Scott Rohde also said at the time, I was personally overwhelmed with the massive explosion on Twitter, with everyone essentially begging, please don't do this, Sony, please don't do this, PlayStation. It was so hard not to say right away, well, we were never going to do that, but now let's have a little fun and announce it in a fun way at the PlayStation press conference. In addition, PlayStation 4 disc based games don't need to be connected online to play. Both Sony and Microsoft were sued by the haptic feedback company Immersion in 2002, where they had infringed on the patents by selling their controllers with Rumble. Microsoft chose to settle outside of court by purchasing a 10% stake in Immersion, and Sony chose to defend the case, which they ultimately lost in 2006, but during this time leading into the PlayStation 3, they were still allowed to sell controllers with Rumble for the time being. Once PS3 was ready to go, Sony opted to remove Rumble in the event no resolution could be found, but this litigation applied to every infringing product. So, for a short while before Sony eventually was able to reintroduce the DualShock 3, Sony also sold new PS2 controllers that had no Rumble, so it was no longer a DualShock 2, but instead just an analog controller. Thank you so much for watching. I hope you found this interesting. If you haven't yet, please subscribe for the best PlayStation news, reviews, and updates that are here on YouTube. And you can also follow me on Twitter at Mystic Ryan. And that's it. I will see you all in the next one. You take it easy.